Scaling your law firm doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about mastering a few key strategies, systems, and mindsets. Welcome to the Scalable Law Podcast, where we talk about how you can increase profit in your pocket and time in your calendar. My name is Carolee Fontanelli, and I have successfully scaled my firm so that it doesn't solely rely on me. Now I love teaching other law firm owners how to do the same. Let's transform your business starting now. Welcome to another episode of the Scalable Law Podcast. If you are wanting to scale your law firm in 2023 or beyond, this is the podcast for you uh, because that's what we talk about. We talk about growing your firm, uh, what it takes to grow your firm, uh, how to get yourself off that hamster wheel where you are working ridiculous hours, uh, running the business doing client work, doing accounts, wearing all the hats, stressing out, not having that much fun with your firm. We want you to get off that because the reason that you started your law firm in the first place was what? Have a think about that. What was the reason that you started your law firm? For most of us, we were sick of working for a boss. We thought we could do it better. We thought we could do it easier, have more flexibility, more fun, make more money, have more freedom, all of that sort of thing. And sometimes what happens is that you end up with the worst boss ever, you. (laughs) You can be the worst boss ever to yourself. You can be hard on yourself. Uh, You can be a perfectionist. You can try and do everything on your own. Uh, And also you can do all of this without the skill or direction that you need um, because you're a lawyer. You're not a business owner. You might not have run a business before and you just don't know where to start with your marketing or how to get yourself out of this hamster wheel that you've created for yourself. And so that's what I'm here to help you with. Uh, I have, if you don't know me, uh, I have got a law firm myself um, here in Queensland And I have a team of 15. It's not a huge big firm, uh, but I have a team of 15. And um, the main thing about my firm that's really awesome is that I'm not in there required. I've kind of worked myself out of the firm so that it doesn't need me anymore. And sometimes I put in, you know, a few hours a week into firm work. And other times I put in a bit more than that, depending on what's happening. But generally speaking, the firm doesn't need me. I don't need to be worrying about client work. I don't need to be worrying about retaining clients. I don't need to be worrying about um, accounts. I don't need to be worrying about any of those things. Uh, The only thing that I really do in my business now are the things that bring me the most joy and happiness. uh, And that is uh, enjoying my team and doing the marketing so that I can make sure there's enough uh, work for everybody. That's the thing that I love doing the most. Um, So, And then I spend a lot of my time nowadays helping other law firm owners to grow their their businesses and sort of create that freedom that I've created for myself. Um, Why do I do that? Because I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love helping uh, you guys because I can see that there's such a need and I really want us to break this cycle in law 
that you have to kill yourself with stress to be a good lawyer, um, to run a firm, to, you know, to it's and what we do tend to do is we wear it as a badge of honor. But the reality is, is it's not fun. And it's not a badge of honor to be so stressed out about everything all the time. Um, So I love to show lawyers a different way of being, which is being a business owner, uh, learning to leverage your time, uh, learning to leverage your skills, and doing the things that bring you joy rather than, you know, the obligations that you feel like you have to have as a lawyer and as a law firm owner. So that's what I, I love. And you can do it. I have got at moment 65 amazing lawyers in the Scalable Business Lounge, law firm owners who are all doing incredible things, mastering these skills of getting more work in the door, marketing their firms, systemizing their teams, um, and leveraging their time so that they can have a better life. Because that's the real reason that you started your firm, so that you can have a better life. So let's build a firm in 2023 where you can have a better life. So today, briefly, we are going to be talking about uh, sort of adding on to the marketing uh, that we talked about last week. So last week, we talked about marketing your law firm and intentionally getting more referrals and what to do around that. So I got you guys to do an exercise, hopefully you did it, where you wrote down 24 people that you want to target this year to add to your referral network. Now, we're going to talk today about what you can do to um, holistically look at your marketing plan around organic marketing. Now, when you go to an agency, like I said before in my last um, podcast, when you go to an agency, you will find that they will not be holistic. They won't be looking at everything in your firm. They won't be looking at your organic marketing, your referral marketing, and your paid marketing. They'll only be sort of focusing in on one or two things, and it might be that they focus on your SEO or your digital marketing or your paid ads, for example. Um, what we love to do is to look at everything holistically. So uh, we've already talked a little bit about referral marketing and how you can intentionally step into 2023 with your referral marketing. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can set yourself up for success with your content marketing slash organic marketing for 2023. Now, at the very beginning of the year, this is what you can do. So I need you to get a pen and paper out again or if you are not at your desk and you're out on a walk or you're in the car, uh, you can do this later. But what you need to do is you need to get intentional and write a plan out. So number one is with your content marketing, what gets you most stuck? So, and let me just talk about what content marketing is. So content marketing is the value you are putting out in the world for others. on how you can solve their problems or how your service can solve their problems. So your clients, your ideal clients have a pain point and they want this pain point solved. And to get really intentional around that, we need to make sure that we're speaking their language. So first of all, we need to really write down what their pain points are. So what's your client actually thinking about? Now, I can tell you what your client's not thinking about. 
Your client's not thinking about the latest court case or how the court deals with something. Uh, Your client's not thinking about that. Your client doesn't want to go to court. They just want their problem solved. They don't care how, they just want it solved. And so what we need to be doing is talking to their pain point and how we can help them solve their problem. So when it comes to your content marketing, that's a really good place to start. Thinking about your ideal client and what their pain point is. So, and there's no point talking to, you know, the person who's not going to be coming to you. So I'll give you an example of that. I've got a wonderful woman in my scalable business uh, lounge and we've done this, we do this work where we really dig deep on working out who your ideal client is. Now, she's been speaking to the person that she gets the visas for. So she's an immigration lawyer and she gets, um, she organizes visas for skilled workers. And she's been speaking to the skilled worker of the new life, the dream, all of that sort of stuff that they're going to have because she can help them with their their visas um, to come into her country and uh, create a new life for themselves. But what she realized when she was doing all of this work was that that's not her actual client. Yes, she gets the visas for those people, but she actually helps farmers bring in skilled workers to help them grow their business and create a skilled working team. So her messaging actually needs to be to the pain point of the farmer. So what's a farmer's pain point? They don't have any labor. They have a labor shortage. They've got fruit to be picked or whatever it might be, and it's rotting on the trees because they don't have anyone to be there working and um, taking the fruit off the trees, for example, and packaging it. So she was speaking to that person who was coming to the country, but that's not actually the person who's paying the bill. They are really just the byproduct of what she does uh, rather than being the person who she needs to be directly speaking to. So once you've worked out what who your actual target is, then it's time to really start creating uh, content focused on that target. And the way that we can do that is to focus on the pain point of that person. So in this immigration lawyer's um, case for her firm, she needs to focus on speaking to the farmer who needs skilled workers. So all of her articles, all of her content creation, Um, should be around that person and their needs for 2023. So what my advice is around this is to uh, work out who your ideal client is, work out what their pain points are, and then now, don't wait until later in the year, do it now, create a content strategy. And it's really, really simple. So the first thing that you'll need to be doing is to get a pen and paper out and write down, or you could do it on Google Docs as well, write down 52 headlines for the next 12 months. So 52 headlines for blog articles, they could be podcasts, they could be newsletters. You could use the headlines for all of those, um, video as well as another one. So write down 52 headlines that's targeted to the person who you're trying to attract which is the farmer, 
um, who is needing um, skilled or labouring workers. Uh, so that's what you need to do. So get in there with your pen and paper and start writing. And honestly, uh, you will think, oh, that sounds really hard to sit there and write 52 headlines. But once you're in the zone, it's actually really simple to do. Um, it won't take you very long at all. In fact, the other day I spent about 10 or 15 minutes inside the Scalable Business Lounge with 60 other lawyers and we sat there for 10 or 15 minutes and we wrote out 52 headlines. And once you're in the zone, it just comes out of you. So the headlines as prompts can be things like um, frequently asked questions that your ideal audience will ask regularly, could be myths that you are busting, you know, things about your industry or the legal service that you provide that um, people have, you know, ideas about, but it, you might be doing some myth busting. Uh, it could be a case sort of um scenario where you know you talk about the farmer and how you've helped them and what solution you've got for them so you could write articles about that you could write uh, five ways to improve or five things I wish I knew um, or five mistakes I see my clients making something along those lines and once you've sort of started writing those you they will just come to you more and more and more will just come out of you you are an expert at what uh, solutions you provide for your legal clients and all you need to do is get your expertise out on paper with these 52 headlines. Now, the next thing you can do from there is you can also write out a list of uh, PR targets. So with these headlines, you're going to use them for blogs, you're going to use them for videos, podcasts, newsletters. You can also use them to send to PR um, agencies or journalists. You might have a local newspaper in your area that is looking for content and you can provide that to them. Uh, so think about what media outlets would be helpful for your business, who is reading um, your local um, target audience, what are they reading, and write out a list of these magazines or online publications or blogs. Now, I challenge you to write 12 out uh, because if you can get 12 out, that's one a month that you can focus on. These articles that you're going to write, the 52 headlines, you can then target some of these PR agencies or media outlets, or it might be a podcast that you want to appear on, and you can give them the article and say, here we go, I've already written it for you. And they really appreciate that. One, they appreciate content. Two, they appreciate well-crafted content that their audience will love that they don't have to write themselves. So that's an excellent way of leveraging your organic um, content. So the next thing that is a really great uh, thing to do in terms of your organic marketing is also to list out your law firm's keywords for the next 12 months. Now, your keywords are really important for a couple of reasons. One, they're important 
for your paid advertising, obviously, because that's how Google uh, brings your ad up when you are advertising a keyword. Someone types in, in my case, Family Law Gold Coast or Family Lawyer Gold Coast, um, it's going to pop up and our ad will come up straight away because um, we're targeting that keyword. So that's one reason keywords are really helpful. The other way that keywords are really helpful is for your organic marketing. So your, your keywords are going to marry into your headlines uh, because these are the keywords that you are going to focus on over the next year. Now, a keyword is basically anything that is popular that people are searching for. So they might be searching for Immigration Lawyer Canada. They might be searching for Conveyancing Melbourne or Property Lawyer um, Idaho, whatever it might be for you. Um, So work out what your keywords are uh, and you can do this either by doing a keyword search in the back end of Google Ads. Um, Even if you don't advertise yet, you can still go there and find them. Uh, we ha- use a product called SEMrush, uh, which is a subscription. It's used by agencies, but because I do my own SEO in-house, we have the subscription um, for us and I also use it inside the Scalable Business Lounge by helping other lawyers with their keywords and, and giving them the key- their keywords. Um, so we use that. But the other way, so what that does, that product, is it, it um, w- when you do your research, so you'll put in a keyword, so divorce or um, family law, Gold Coast or whatever it might be, it will then share with you how many people are searching that keyword um, each month. Now, there's no point having and focusing on keywords that no one searches. So I spoke to a lawyer recently and they were using an agency and the agency was helping them with a keyword and I did a search on the keyword for them and there's not one person in the world using that keyword. It's absolutely pointless. The whole point of a keyword is it's kind of like a hashtag where when people put it into Google, a keyword is going to prompt Google to bring forward the most relevant article or ad. And so the idea of you knowing what your keywords are for your law firm is that every single month you can focus on a keyword so that when you are writing these articles for your website or you're writing pages for your website, you're focusing on the right keyword. And in law, Um, you know, we like being correct. (laughs) We're lawyers. We like saying things correctly. However, when it comes to your marketing, we don't need to be correct. We need to be able to focus on what the people are searching. So I'll give you an example of this, which it irks me in my area of law, but you'll understand what I'm saying when I say it. So In our law, for family law in Australia, we don't call it custody anymore. It's not custody. We call it, as lawyers and in the legislation, time with, how the child spends the time 
living with, you know, this is how we draft our orders and this is the language we use. The people, the public, call it custody. Uh, And so even though we don't use that language in our everyday work and we don't use that language when we're drafting orders or when we're speaking to a judge or when we're talking to the other side, we're not using the language custody. We're using the language how your children will spend time and who the children will live with and uh, time with orders and that sort of thing. When it comes to the marketing of the firm, uh, I need to use the language custody because that is what people are searching on Google. So even though it's not accurate in our legislation and it's not accurate in law as we are saying it and the words that we use, that is the word that the public uses. And so that's the word that people are searching, even though it might not be correct um, in terms of us as lawyers. Remember that when it comes to the marketing, it's important that you're using the same language that your people, your ideal client is using. And this is why keywords are so important. And so keywords aren't just any old random words. They are specifically words that people use to look up your service. Um, So a keyword um, could be anything like, say, and I'll use family law because it's easy for me to, to use family law, but, you know, family law, Gold Coast, family lawyer, Gold Coast, family law, Brisbane, family lawyers, Brisbane, Uh, family law solicitor, Brisbane, family, those are keywords. That's what people are searching. And then they search around the other way. Brisbane family lawyers, best family lawyer, Gold Coast, best family lawyer, Brisbane, whatever it might be, right? Um, So those are the keywords. Now, it gets boring because they are quite repetitive, as you can see, and they're not sexy. Um, But so, for example, those keywords in my industry, in my area, are very highly searched. You might also want to then focus on something a little less searched and a little more niche. Like, again, this is another one. We use the term binding financial agreement. The public uses the term prenuptial agreement. We know what it means. Uh, but And when it comes to marketing, am I going to use the word binding financial agreement or am I going to use the word prenuptial agreement. Um, Well, I'm going to use the one that has the biggest search on it. That's the one I'm going to use. But I can tell you right now that the public uses the word prenuptial when they're talking about a binding financial agreement um, during or before marriage. So that's the word that I'm going to have to use, even though in our work, that's not what we use. But that's a key word, right? So, um, and I can search on SEMrush, for example, exactly how many people are using this keyword and, um, you know, how hard it is to target this keyword, etc. So if you can get hold of your keywords and then you can um, list them out. So let's do, say, 50 and focus on some a little group of keywords every single month for the next 12 months. So when you are drafting your content, don't just create content for the sake of creating content. 
create content that people are searching for because that is what's going to make the difference in terms of Google putting you to the top of the page organically. It's going to let Google know that when people search those keywords that you are the relevant uh, firm to be putting to the top of the page. So essentially that's how it works with your keywords. So that's why it's important that when you do your content that you are really intentional around your content and you are focusing on what people are actually searching for rather than just being very random. So if you've already written your 52 uh, headlines, and that's totally fine. They can be whatever you like. And, you know, in terms of the headlines, make sure that they are um, attractive for people. You know, make people want to click on these headlines. Make sure they're awesome and exciting. But the content on the inside, when you write it, that needs to relate to your keywords. So make sure as much as you can that you put in those keywords into your content. Now, it's interesting. when you If you go over to Google and you put in your area of law that you specialize in into Google and maybe your location, or you could try a different location, you will find that there are some people who are law firms who are on the very front page. Now, if you read their content, you will notice that they are reusing the same keywords over and over and over again. And you'll also notice that what is coming up on the front page of Google isn't super interesting content about legislation changes or anything particularly very intelligent um, because that it's not drafted for that. It's drafted for the purpose of being on the front page of Google. And for it to be on the front page of Google, Google needs to see these headlines, these um, keywords, sorry. So when it comes to your organic content, one, don't ad hoc leave it um, as you go per week. Write 52 headlines for articles so that you're ready to rock and roll. You can then pass that to a content creator, you can pass it to a junior in your firm, or you can whip out the articles yourself, whatever ticks those boxes for you. Next, you need to write a list of PR targets so that you can then forward some of those once a month and um, hopefully get some PR out of it, which is free, incredible advertising for your business. And thirdly, make sure that you do it. Uh, keyword search and that you are using relevant, well-searched keywords that you are going to implement inside your content um, for the year. Uh, And then you are ready to be going um, hard on your content creation for 2023 and hopefully get up there in the rankings in Google and, you know, whip your competitors out of the way. That's what we want for 2023. So I hope that you've really enjoyed today um, and that that you've got lots out of that and go away and do that work. If you don't want to be doing this work alone, you don't have to. You can come on over 
to the Scalable Business Lounge, uh, find me at scalablelaw.com and come and join us because this is the kind of stuff that we support each other on. Um, I just logged on to our Facebook group and saw someone had listed their 52 headlines on the Facebook group, which is awesome because it helps everybody out, right? Um, And, you know, it gives everyone ideas. uh, It inspires everyone. You know, we are a group of go-getter lawyers who really want to create incredible practices impacting people, uh, impacting our families and creating our very own best lives ever. So if you want to be part of that, please come on over and join me. It would be fabulous to have you. Well, I hope that you are enjoying life wherever you are in this holiday season and I look forward to um, seeing you real soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Scalable Law Podcast brought to you by the Scalable Business Lounge. If you would love to know how you can get more clients without relying on referrals, head over to scalablelaw.com to watch my free masterclass. Until next time, you have got this.